and welcome to Unmarvelous, a podcast about two millennials who are watching the Marvel movies for the first time. I'm Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> Iago, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to do a Stanley real bad, and it didn't work. I don't know what he sounds like enough to... He sounds like a diet Gilbert Gottfried. Okay. So yeah. you were close. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> uh, just to point out, Gilbert Gottfried is not with us today. Really? Not that I know of. He might show up later. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant he was dead. Oh, no, no, no. He's not I, with I think us. he's still. No, I meant like he's not in this room physically. He is not with us. in this room. I'm that sure he's I am alive aware and well. That I am fully aware of. <laughs> My brain like, just went on a different wow, you're tangent. I'm really surprised that we. It's like, really? He's, he's not yeah, here. Yeah, he's anymore? really not here right now. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway. I, I'm Amy. I'm Graham. <laughs> Let's talk about a Marvel movie. All right, which one are we? Which one did we watch? We watched the Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. What did, did you know anything about this movie before this at all? Let's see. I knew about Groot. I didn't know what movie he came from, but I knew Groot was a thing, and I found out later that he was in this movie. I knew there was a raccoon, and I knew Chris Pratt was in it. Was that it? I think that's all I knew about it. Okay. I actually remember it was when we lived, I think it was three apartments ago, when we were still in undergraduate, we had a friend, I don't want to say his name on this, but we had a friend that was like super duper into comic books. And I remember it was, I mean, that would have been what, 2007-ish? I'm not sure what your... Like, who you're talking about, for one thing. And we didn't know each other in 2007. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me we recalculate. Met tw- we met in 2011, if that helps you. <laughs> okay, so it would have been, like, right after probably the... Oh, it was right after the Avengers movie, I think. I don't think either he knew about it, but I remember he kept telling us about this like, crazy story called Guardians of the Galaxy, because um, he was a huge superhero nut and he kind of described it all and it sounded really cool and he's like yeah but they'll never make a movie of it and here we are i knew nothing other than there was a talking tree and a raccoon that was it which is really all you need i think yeah 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 okay you want to get get cracking why don't we get cracking take her away Ern. guardians of the galaxy earth 1988. <laughs> <laughs> I, so when we were watching the movie, uh, I hit play, and then Amy was doing something on her computer, and then she, like, literally 10 seconds, and she's like, wait, you gotta go back. I didn't get it all. I was like, what didn't you get? There was something on the screen. And I was, I was going to explain what it was, and like, no, I gotta see it myself. <laughs> so we went back, and it just said, Earth, Earth. 1988. I needed to know. Yeah, I mean, it's for the podcast. Yeah, Graham. yeah, you have very uh, dedicated note-taking skills that yes. I do appreciate. Yes, awesome mix on a cassette. A little boy in plaid listening to it in the hospital. A guy comes in and tells him his mom wants to talk to him, which is probably going to be bad news. Yep, not looking good. <laughs> <laughs> mom asks why Peter has been fighting. I didn't write this in my notes, but wasn't it because? Boys are stepping on frogs or something. Yeah, they, like, beat the crap out of a frog. And he got really mad and then tried to punch him or something. Which is really relatable. Yeah, like, give him a medal. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Mom's got a present for Peter to open when she's gone. Mom's a goner. Peter's not doing well. He runs out of the hospital and cries, and then a spaceship gets him. Which, okay, so so up to the point before he got taken away by a spaceship, I was like, whoa, they are pulling some big guns with this guy. I was feeling, like, it was sad. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was effective. Yeah, I agree. And then the spaceship came, and I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. A little weird. <laughs> this but is a superhero movie. Okay. Right? I was right. just, that, is just, that child has trauma within trauma within uh, trauma. All the trauma. Oh, mm-hmm. man. 26 years later on Morag, which is in an, an abandoned planet. Morag. Morag. <laughs> okay, I got to explain what that was. So we were watching the movie, and like halfway through, I was like, it's so funny. Like, there are parts of this movie that are just goofier than hell. And I was like, it kind of, in the back of my head, I just kept picturing Stan Lee being really animated and describing, like, what was happening. So anytime there was something that kind of pulled me out of it, I would just be like, and then they go on the dark Asta, and there's a big stone. And so I, if I do that throughout this, that's, that's why. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I enjoyed it. So they're on Morag. They're on Morag. Glowy-eyed mask guy walking around with a blue light to light up more lights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know John C. Riley and Glenn Close were in this. I love John C. Riley. Yeah, he's okay. Oh man, he's so much better than Will Ferrell. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think we want to get into that. Yeah, right now. I've, I have a, opinions about Will Ferrell. I, I know. I was telling the audience. I also know that. Yeah, I, I know you. Now know. they know. <laughs> now they know you know. <laughs> Everyone knows. We're all aware now. Glowy-eyed mask guy is Andy Dwyer. He puts on his Walkman. Who's Andy Dwyer? Andy Dwyer was uh, Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt's character in Parks and Rec. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he puts on his Walkman and dances and kicks creatures. Wasn't this the kid mad at the other kids for poking frogs? That is such a good point. I didn't even think of that. Mm-hmm. I know there was a reason that I married you. Yeah. It's because of things you can like point this. point out inconsistencies <laughs> in science fiction movies. Andy's got a glowy orb. Some pod racers zoom in. Andy captures something that other guys want. Star-Lord, terrible name. What would be a better name? I mean, Peter Quill is kind of a good name on its own, I think. That is a very, like... Captain-y name. Yeah. Captain Quill. Sounds like a porcupine. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Like a little porcupine with a little commander suit on. Plus, it would be, if he if he went by Quill, I feel like he should have the whistle stick. True. Mm-hmm. That would make more sense. Yeah. Maybe he gets the whistle stick later. Maybe. Korath tries to zap him, but he runs away and then flies away. Really quick, can I ask you a question, though? Uh-huh. So, how did this movie, I feel... One thing it does really well is sets up the really funny comedic moments that are genuine. They're not like, they feel very genuine with some really serious moments. So, I mean, I had a very interesting, like I was very happy and pleasantly surprised with when Star-Lord walked in and he put the headphones on and then it like kicked into, uh, what was the song they played? I'm not for sure. In my head it was play that funky music. But, it, but it wasn't that. Yeah. But it was something similar to that. Um, and then, like, it just had the giant screen of, like, Guardians of the Galaxy. And he just, like, dancing. And it was really cool, I thought, because it was a, such a different tone yeah. than mm-hmm. any of the other Marvel movies that we've watched. Yeah, I agree. I guess there really wasn't a question in that. Yeah, I, I was waiting for the question. Did you <laughs> like it? 
I did. Okay, then carry on. Okay. Andy's not a great pilot. Now I want to make sure that Andy Dwyer is the name of the character on Parks and Rec because yeah. now I'm starting to second guess myself. Well, I know I mean, you haven't. I, seen yeah, it. I don't really watch it, so I, I mean, Hold, let me get the research. Okay, department research department. Out because I don't want to be wrong this entire episode because that's what I kept calling him. Heaven forbid him in my notes. we've had a streak to this point of being correct. Completely correct. Good news, it is Andy Dwyer. I was right. Okay, now we can. I mean, I thought we'd have to start this whole podcast over. Woo. Okay, Andy's not a great pilot. Trolls are floating around the ship because the 1980s. Yeah, they really hit you with that over the head. Yeah. Barit shows up. Peter says he forgot she was there. Oh, that was the, like, salmon-colored lady. lady. Yeah. Okay. She didn't really become important at any point. No, I think that was just a setup that he's a, he likes to, he has pelvic sorcery. Yes. That we found out later. Yes. Yondu Skypes Andy, and he's mad. He is also blue. And wants an orb? Is there anywhere Microsoft can't be? They they own Skype. Oh, I get the joke. Yeah, it yeah, I Ooh. realized that yeah, that was nothing <laughs> goes over my head. <laughs> <laughs> the Dark Aster is a Cree warship. The Dark Aster. The Dark Aster is a Cree warship. <laughs> a blue person comes out of some goo. And, and a blue person <laughs> comes out of some goo. <laughs> And people wipe him down and then throw, they throw sand on him. They throw sand on him. <laughs> um, he axes some guy and blood fills up a little symbol thing. Okay, so so one thing I noticed with this movie that I thought was really cool is I can feel that from the beginning of Iron Man 1, they slowly have been pushing the envelope on like what I feel that they can reasonably do on screen and this movie i feel like really upped the ante that dude got hit in the head with a hammer yeah and then his blood came out yeah i mean granted i think there's like a thing in the mpaa that's that's like if the blood isn't human colored then it's like more okay because it wasn't it was like purple when it came out but i mean like even though even still that was like pretty graphic yeah and they like there were a lot of really blatant sex jokes there were like they said shit and uh, like several times like it was r- kind of cool that they they're start like because I felt like that was kind of an unbelievable part of a lot of the movies is that they wouldn't like they'd be saving the universe and they'd be like oh darn it oh gosh darn oh dang it oh whoopsie yeah like it was like that's I don't know about you but I I probably would say like shit oh they, I I mean you know I, I do mean? even like, though I'm not saving the universe yeah <laughs> it, it was just cool to like see it actually. In a movie that was so fanciful, that part seemed really grounded and real. Yeah. So it kind of makes me wonder how much more realistic they're going to be in terms of, like, writing and yeah, and how much more violent are they going to be? Because, again, I feel like that's kind of one thing I've been missing with a lot of these is, like, it doesn't seem – it just seems so fake. Okay. Daughters of Thanos are arguing about getting the orb, I think. One is green and one is blue. I think I like the blue one. Um, Is she a robot? (laughs) We don't know. (laughs) Now we're at planet Xandar. Oh, okay. Someone is talking and making fun of people. It's a raccoon. Okay. Talking to a giant tree who likes water. That was pretty funny when he was like drinking out of the water fountain. Yeah. He's a cute boy. Andy brings this orb thing to a well-dressed man with four rows of hair. The guy doesn't want it and tries to push Andy out. He does push him out. 
was that the broker guy? Yeah. He like brought it in and he's like, "Who wanted this?" He was like, "Uh, some like Xandar or yeah. Ronan or something." He's like, "Oh no, I don't want yeah, anything yeah. to do with that. Get out of here." Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Green Goddess is there. He introduced uh, Green Goddess is there. I called um, the Green Lady Green Goddess because of the dressing. I didn't remember her name. Gamora. I like Green Goddess better. It is. It has a ring to it. Um, so Andy Dwyer introduces himself to her. She takes the orb from him, but he tries to get it back. And then the raccoon gets her. And Andy gets the sphere and blasts her back. The tree bags Andy up. Green Goddess attacks the tree. Leave him alone. He's just a poor tree. Yeah, she was like destroying that poor, poor tree. That poor, poor tree. The raccoon zaps Andy. The tree is sad about his limbs. The raccoon is not sympathetic. John C. Riley arrests Andy Dwyer and points out how dumb the name Star-Lord is. Now we're at Nova headquarters. There's a Dracula-haired woman that's talking <laughs> to a blue guy. Didn't it look like the Dracula from... Like the Bram Stokers? Yeah. Gary Oldman? Yeah, didn't it? Yeah, now that you mention that, yeah. Yeah, like with two little yeah, like boobs weird, on top of yeah, the head, yeah, really? Yep, yep. Yeah. Thanos and Ronan are working together... Rocket is the raccoon, and Groot is the tree. The kiln is a high-security prison. The raccoon so is... Azkaban in space. Yeah. The raccoon is good at escaping prisons. He's escaped many prisons yeah, before. Yeah, he's like 20-something or other. What is he getting arrested for? I think he shot a bazooka in a public space. No, I mean, like, in the other 22 circumstances. I don't know. Like, it kind of seemed like... My impression of him and Groot was that they were bounty hunters. Okay. And oh, so yeah. Yeah. I just wonder if doing that, you're kind of always yeah, like on the cusp of the law, you know? That would make sense. General tomfoolery. Green Goddess was betraying Ronin. Groot can only say, I am Groot. Andy Dwyer gets blasted with Tang. The raccoon's got weird pimples on his back. Whoa, hold up, hold up. He gets blasted with Tang, like the orange. Okay, that's what I thought you were talking. Okay. <laughs> I was like, who is, but that sounds like an alien name. So I was like, okay. Oh. Who's Tang? No, just get- like that orange. Yeah. It's not orange juice, Where but it it's orange juice. Like one, like slow-mo away from being a sexy, like shampoo commercial. Yeah. Every, every movie, if there's a guy who was chubby previously, who has gotten buff for a movie role in these movies, they have to have at least it's. I think it's written in their contract. They have to have one slow mo or weird like shirtless scene. Yeah. Because they did it in Thor when he was washing his elbows. Yes. And now they did it when he gets covered in tang. That's all I want is a muscly man covered in orange goo. Yeah, I mean, you got that in a burrito. I mean, what's yeah? What else is life? Mean? <laughs> so the raccoon's got weird pimples on his back. Was that something? Like, they kind of zoomed in on that, like it was maybe going to be something. My understanding of it was that it just hinted at... Because, like, before that, when they were doing the... They all were in the prison, and they're talking about who they all are. And they went to Rocket, and they're like, Rocket, he was a genetically modified thing. My assumption is that those were there, like, when he was... Like, you remember in Pokemon the Movie 2000, when... Of course, yes, I remember that movie. It is not the power that defines us, or whatever he says. Um, 
Pikachu! <laughs> That's from the first movie. That's what I meant. Oh, okay. That's what I meant. Yes, I one, remember yeah, that movie yeah. even more. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad. It's so <laughs> sad. It makes me want to cry. <laughs> He just loves Ash so much. (laughs) Pikachu loves Ash so much. Yeah, and then his tears make everybody else real sad. Yeah, including me. Anyway, remember in the beginning when Mewtwo is in the chamber and he has all the wires and stuff attached to him? He's like floating in a tube of goo. Yes, I do. I just think that's kind of probably what happened to Rocket, and that's why those were the tube connectors. Okay. General sci-fi, Matrix-y, like, connectors. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is when I wrote that this this movie has the best soundtrack so far. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, by far. Prisoners throw stuff at all of them, but I guess mostly at the green goddess. The tree picks an alien's nose. Uh, the raccoon tries to sound threatening, but also he's a raccoon, so... Did the, did the nose thing remind you of any other movie? Because it sure reminded me of a movie. Because, like, the big alien dude was threatening to wash Peter Quill for some reason. He was like, I'm going to take you and rub you down head to toe. And he like, <laughs> and he like weirdly that. put his hand on his cheek and like rubbed his face. I do not remember yeah, that. Yeah, and then Groot stuck his, his tree branch up his nose and like broke his yeah. nose. Do you remember? Okay, not the rubbing him down and yeah. and softly touching his face, but the other part with the fingers and the nose, did that remind you of anything? No. What? It's like the best 90s movie. It's Rob Schneider's best movie. Is this another throwback to Surf Ninjas? Yes, it's another throwback to Surf Ninjas. <laughs> Haven't we done this? <laughs> Have we not done this already? <laughs> so there's a part in Surf Ninjas where Zatch takes chopsticks and he sticks oh. them up a guy's nose and then he throws them over like an aquarium. You thought this podcast uh-huh. was about Marvel uh-huh. movies. It's really slowly <laughs> to indoctrinate you into watching the Surf Ninjas. That's not that good it's of a, a movie. It's, it is. It is. Can I... It is Rob Schneider's best movie. That is probably true. Yeah. So there you go. It's the best reason to watch it. Okay. Also, Leslie Nielsen's best movie, I think. I don't know about that. I would go ahead and say that. There aren't any beds in this prison, I guess. Prisoners are trying to kill the green goddess. With the help of the guards, I would add. Drax comes in, who looks like he's been stamped with wax. <laughs> um, doesn't, doesn't his little tattoos or whatever they are... They are just like a little bit raised, and it reminded me of like the old timey wax that you put on like envelopes and you oh, like you stamp them. It? Yeah, yeah. It looked yeah. like he'd been stamped with like with wax. Yeah, I was surprised that like he didn't have this weird magic power that made them glow because I just kind of yeah. figured that would happen. I mean, maybe next time we don't maybe. know. Green Goddess explains that she wants to stop Ronin slash Thanos. Is it Thanos or Thanos? Sure. Okay. Drax wants to kill Ronan. This is when we learn that Drax doesn't understand, like, metaphors and idioms and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of a fun little thing the whole time. I actually really think it's funny. Yeah. I wasn't... Oh. I, I was agreeing. Okay. I was you had being, a little... I was being for serious. For serious? Mm-hmm. Okay. For shizzles. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, in high school again, I guess. So shizzle. <laughs> Green Goddess wants to sell the orb and split it between the four of them. Forty billion units. That's a lot of units. Why do I think this blue daughter of Thanos is so cute? I think the blue one her, is very cute. Must be her giant black I piercing I think maybe eyeballs. it is. Maybe it is. 
I want to look up her, like, the actress. Like, what does she actually look like? And see what she actually looks like. So I'm going to research department this. All right. Karen Gillen. She's cute. What does she look like? Not nearly bald enough, but... You know, hardly any blue. Not enough blue. I think I think I just kind of like her bald, maybe. I mean, you know, to each their own, I guess. Yeah. Sanctuary Domain of Thanos. Ronan talks to a big purple guy, who I'm guessing is Thanos, considering it's in the Domain of Thanos. He spins around on a floaty chair. The crew, meaning like Andy Dwyer, Green Goddess, the raccoon, the tree, and <laughs> Drax, try to figure out how to escape the prison, and Groot's got it figured out. Yeah, that was really funny, too. Like, I feel like this movie, it had the humor I was wanting from Thor. Yes. But they just went for it. Yeah. Because I feel like with Thor, they're like, we don't want to make it too goofy. When and Guardians should've. of the Galaxy was like, if we make it goofy, that doesn't like doesn't mean that it's not going to be a good movie. Right. Yeah, I liked the humor a lot. Yeah, I, did too. I was just kind of going to save that for my end review. But That's fine. I'll say it right now. I liked it. I liked the humor, too. Groot shouts about how he's Groot. Zappy, zappy, bang, bang. Is this also in Rocket's like, I need that thing, I need that thing. Oh, I need that guy's leg. Yeah. Okay. Drax beats up some people and throws the raccoon his weapon. The raccoon likes the weapon. He shoots it a lot. And then Andy Dwyer's got the prosthetic leg. Yeah. But it was just a joke the whole yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> which was pretty funny. It was all right. The crew climbs up Groot. Then I wrote, again, Drax doesn't understand metaphors. So there must have been another thing in yeah, there. Yeah, because that was when he's like, yeah, I just went over your head. And he's like, it would not go over my head. Oh, yeah. I would catch it. Yeah. That was pretty funny. It, it, it was good. It was good. The raccoon turns off the artificial gravity, so folks are floating around. The crew is escaping the prison, but Andy Dwyer probably needs his Walkman. He puts on his glowy mask and zaps some folks. Andy's got the orb. I was right about the Walkman. The crew argues about stuff. Green Goddess says Andy's ship is dirty. A gross semen joke. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he's like, yeah, if you took a UV light to this, man, it just looked like a Jackson Pollock painting. Yeah. How, like, this is one thing that I was confused about. Maybe they'll talk about it later in the other movies. But does he have any knowledge of Earth f- from the past 26 years? I don't know. Because I just got to think, when he left, he was like 10? Yeah, maybe. Maybe 10. Did you I know about Jackson like Pollock when you were 10? Maybe. Probably not, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's I just got to think, point. like... I would have been way more into Ninja Turtles and, like, starting to be like, maybe girls don't have cuties. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't really think about that. I like this Ronin guy's voice. It was kind of soothing. Yeah. In a weird way. Like, if he, like, gently sang you a lullaby, you'd fall asleep pretty quick. Edelweiss. Edelweiss. What are you saying? Edelweiss? Edelweiss? Yeah. The... I thought you were saying needle thighs. Oh. <laughs> needle thighs. I'm like, is that something that happened needle in this movie? Thighs. And then there were needles in their thighs. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know what Edelweiss is from, right? No. The Sound of Music. Oh, okay. 
The, you know Sound of Music, right? I haven't seen it. You've I've, never seen The Sound of Music? I have seen it put on by our college back when I was in college. Oh. Uh, was, that it. was the year before I got there. Oh. Yeah. Because I remember them telling us that when they did that, they had to, like, hide. Like, they had to lock up and hide all of the swastikas. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I remember, speaking of that, I remember a few years ago, there were, like, s- several different theater magazines and stuff that I get that have, like, props and paint and supplies and stuff you can buy. And they had, like, a whole section. Because, like, if you do a show, they'll have, like, wherever you go, they'll have, like, a if you need to get costumes, there's, like, a Sound of Music section. And there'll be, like, a Grease section. Like, they have, those are done long enough that they have... There you go. That's all you need over there. And so a lot of times they're like, you have to get the swastikas. You got to get the armbands. You got to get the giant flags. And how they do that, you have to, at least back then, this was like right around when like a lot of the white supremacist stuff was. Supremacist. Supremacist stuff was. Whenever he says white supremacist. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever he means white supremacist, he says white supremacist. Yeah. I I have to correct him every time and it never works. I mean. (laughs) <laughs> a turd sandwich is still a turd sandwich. It's still a turd sandwich. Um, but you have to prove to them that you're actually doing, like, the sound of music. You can't just buy swastika armbands from mm. theater sources, which makes sense. Yeah. At least that was the magazine that I had a couple of years ago. But Yantu talks to four row head, so the guy with the... <laughs> Did you just say anything in that? <laughs> the guy... <laughs> The broker guy, the guy with four rows of hair on his oh, head. Oh, okay. That, yeah. I thought you said four rowhead, and I was like, that sounds like a name. Yeah, yeah. sure, that's fine. Cool. Uh, four rowhead. <laughs> and Yantu's little buddy or whatever is Kurt from Gilmore Girls, which I know Graham doesn't care about. Yeah, I don't. But hey, listeners, if you like Gilmore Ooh, Girls. I'm the Gilmore guy. <laughs> I have the hat on backwards, and I serve coffee, and I'm kind of an asshole. <laughs> Luke is an okay guy, I think, actually. Is that his name? Is that the backward hat guy? The backward hat guy is Luke. I think he's okay. But who's better is Kurt, who is in this movie. That means nothing to me. He's just like the town goof, basically. Yantu's got a weird gem thing in his head, which makes me think he might be a crystal gem. Yantu threatens for Rowhead, the broker guy. (laughs) I don't have a better name for him. This one you get to see his whistle stick? Yeah. The cruise ship is heading to nowhere, which is some creature's head. That was actually kind of cool. That seemed very, like, cosmic horror-y, like Lovecraftian, who, Cthulhu. Groot gives girl a flower. It's very cute. Every now and then there's moments with Groot where I'm just like, it's unexpectedly really cute. Like, just, like, out of nowhere. And I am not mad at it. I'm a fan of Groot. Yeah, Groot's cool. Yeah. that's It's definitely Vin Diesel's second best movie. Yes. The first being the Triple Iron Giant. X. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's definitely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I never saw Triple X, but You're not I'm missing much. guessing I wouldn't have liked it. The crew watches creatures eat each other. Green Goddess says Thanos isn't isn't his father. Yeah, so there's kind of like a, you first thought it was like a King Lear thing going on, but in reality, Thanos, like at least for Gamora, killed her family and then just kind of like adopted her, but it kind of sounds like he just stole her. And then Nebula, I still don't know if she's not a robot, so I don't know, I don't know about her, but I think maybe the same thing happened to her. Okay. 
Andy Dwyer is sentimental about his mom. Green Goddess says she doesn't dance. Dwyer talks about Footloose and puts the headphones on her, and she likes it. They almost smooch, but Green Goddess says she doesn't want his pelvic sorcery, and I wouldn't either. Even though I will say in this movie, I get why people find Chris Pratt attractive. I never really did before, but I'm like, I see it now. Is it his pelvic sorcery? It must be the pelvic sorcery. Or just that, that maroon jacket looks like good on him. hidden up his wizard sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> raccoon and Drax are fighting. The raccoon's got some trauma to work through. I, man, I might save this for my review later, but I'll just save that for later. Because I, oh, I love most of these characters. Anyway, keep going. Okay. Dwyer says the crew's social skills aren't up to par. And then the crew meets Billy Idol. He collects <laughs> things, I guess. They call him the collector. I don't... Yeah, I think that's kind of... collects kinda... shit? I don't know. You know, like, could you imagine your job was such your identity that you just went by the thing that you did? You know what I mean? Like, I'd be like, the teacher. That just seems kind of sad. I don't like it. You shouldn't... You shouldn't be your job. I agree. Your identity is not intertwined with your job. If it is, that I, that's genuine. This is me not being a goober. Like, genuinely, that's kind of sad. Unless you really like your job. In which case, cool. But inherently, your job is not part of your identity. Yeah. Dwyer shows him the orb. Billy talks about infinity stones. The stones can destroy everyone. It kind of sounded like, from the way they were describing it, because I think this was around the time that Jack got into the beanbag and you got really excited. Oh, it was very cute. So... While that was happening, that he was explaining stuff, I think what the Infinity Stones were... So, picture the Big Bang. When that happened, there were eight different bangs. And all of those... (laughs) (laughs) And all of those bangs were really powerful. And they each had their own stone. And if you have all the stones, you're super powerful. Okay, so there's eight, eight of them? Yeah, all from the Big Bangs. (laughs) (laughs) and i think like what he was saying is that one of them the purple one they have is just like it's so powerful that like nobody can contain it because it has untold untold power and they had and they had one like a kind of a foreshadowing thing where they're like there was some really old smart dudes who all tried to contain it together and they held hands and whoop they all disintegrated so nobody can do it all right do you remember that yeah vaguely Yeah, the cat was pretty cute. Billy's got the shivers, and he says, beautiful. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was weird. I thought so, too. Karina, who is the Xenon pigtailed person. Oh, like his slave? Yeah. I think I called her Xenon because for some reason I was thinking that Xenon girl in that Disney Channel original movie, Xenon. She has pigtails, I think. Anyway... The, the pigtailed lady. <laughs> it seems like every every two weeks you always ask me, have you seen this Disney Plus movie or Disney original movie? Like I've never. I just want him to. I've seen have, two Disney movies. Like I don't want him to see the Disney Channel original movies right now because as an adult, they're not good. But I want him to go back to when he was like 10 to 13 and watch the Disney Channel original movies so he could now enjoy them with me. But now I, I'm just enjoying them by myself. Yeah, I mean, I saw Susie Q, 
I think that's on there. And I saw My Date with the President's Daughter. Those are the only two that I've seen. Actually, I'm starting to think Susie Q's not on there. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this is how I feel about Surf Ninjas with you. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Except mm-hmm. Surf Ninjas is, is just objectively better. And also, you had me watch Surf Ninjas, <laughs> whereas I'm just watching the Disney Channel original movies That's by true. myself. That's true. Anyway, the Xenon person grabs the orb and it's not good. A good boy in a space suit trots along. Yeah, wasn't that uh, the Russian dog cosmonaut? Yes. Because we sent up a monkey, right? I think. And then Yuri Geller was the first man in space. Right? Am I getting all that right? Sounds right. Okay. Green goddess grabs the orb. They need to deliver it to Nova. That's booby head. Oh, is it? Yeah. They kept saying Nova, and I'm like, I don't know who that is. Yeah, well, I think, like... (laughs) Booby head. I think... (laughs) I think that's... Took me a little bit to register on that one. I think... Because they kept saying Nova, and then they would say Nova Prime. So... I keep thinking that, like, maybe the town is Nova Prime and she's Nova, or maybe it's flipped. Okay. All maybe right. she's not even, that's not her name. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't mean, it's know Glenn either. Close, whoever, whatever role she's playing. Yeah. Yondu tells Dwyer not to move. He moves. Ronin comes down. Drax is mad at him. Drax tries to kill Ronin, but it's not working. The crew and Blue Goddess are flying around in ships. Blue goddess blasts green goddess's ship. She floats. So does the orb. Blue goddess sucks up the orb with her spaceship. Ronin throws Drax into lemonade. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that's actually like spinal column fluid of Ooh. the old ancient thing. Because remember in the very beginning, they're like, the nowhere is that giant floaty head, right? Yeah. And they were saying it was a mining town. Yeah. And they would mine ancient matter... And spinal fluid and stuff for the black market. So I'm thinking that might be like ancient dead juice. Wow. I prefer lemonade, but... (laughs) (laughs) Dwyer calls Yondu and heads out to Green Goddess. Dwyer gives Green Goddess his Star-Lord masks, and he gets all crystally like Arnold in the Magic School Bus. Did you ever watch it? Like in general, did you watch the Magic School Bus? I watched like maybe an episode or two. There is an episode, I think it's actually the first episode, where they go into space, and I can't remember exactly why, but the nerdy kid takes off his helmet and his entire head turns into ice. That's kind of terrifying. It was terrifying. Why did he do that? I think it was to try to get his cousin to come back on the bus or something. It was some weird thing. Like, his cousin kept wanting to collect everything from, like, all these planets to show as... (laughs) Why do I remember so much? I was going to say, this is impressive (laughs) that you remember this. (laughs) She wanted to collect something from every planet to show her class back at school, because they're in different classes. And she had to have proof (laughs) that she went to outer space. So she wanted to bring all this stuff back. To show her classmates. And Arnold was just like, we need to go home. And so he like takes his helmet off. It turns into ice. It scares the crap out of little me. And But why did he take his helmet off? I think it was to be like, we need to go back. Like To like yell at her? Just be like, we need to go back to Earth. So 
Like, why did he take his helmet off? I don't. Though? I don't know. I think was he like, I think, come back. I'm gonna die, I and then if we don't w- go, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be a sacrifice. Yeah, something like that. This got like, like that third act took a turn. Like she wasn't listening to him, so that was like his way of getting her attention or something to so kill himself. I don't think he meant to kill himself, <laughs> and he didn't. He just like had a head cold. That, that's a little more than a head cold. Well, this is this is. I guess it's PBS. Does. Yeah, it's PBS. It's a little more intense than I remembered. That episode, boy oh boy. Did they have an episode where they like went inside somebody? Yes, a couple. Those are always the best episodes of any TV show. They are. It was my favorite one. They went into Ralphie. They also went into Arnold. I remember. <laughs> it's kind of impressive how much you remember of the Magic School yeah, Bus. Yeah, well, when you're a PBS kid, and by that I mean, like, for most of my youth, I really only had PBS to watch. Like, we didn't have cable until I was maybe 11 or so. So you were a nerd. Yeah, so all I had to watch was PBS. So I'd watch a lot of Arthur and watch a lot of Magic School Bus. Did you watch a lot of the Antiques Roadshow? Yes. Yeah, that's a good show. Great show. Yeah. That's no bamboozle. That's a good show. No bamboozle. And same with Arthur and the Magic School Bus. Also good. Maybe we could get back to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This will be a different podcast. I kind of think I prefer Magic School Bus, but it's fine. Let's see. Where were we at? Um, Well, Star-Lord took his helmet off and gave it to... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Dwyer and Green Goddess get sucked into Yondu's ship. Another forced romance by Marvel. At least Green Goddess ain't really having it. Like, out of all the romances, this one seemed the most genuine, though. Yeah. Not great, but... I think I wrote that note, like, the first part of the note, and then Green Goddess was, like, kind of backing off, and then I was like, oh, okay. Like, I thought for sure they were going to, like, smooch yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I'd be, like, a groan, but it's... Yeah. This one's been okay. I agree. Yeah. Groot squeezes the lemonade out of Drax. Drax, Groot, and Raccoon team up to find the other two. Ronin skypes Thanos, but opens the orb. Ronin touches the glowy bit, and he has more power now, I guess. Ronin says he wants to kill Xandar and then kill Thanos. Yeah. Which one's Xandar? I think, oh, I think, okay, okay, I got it. Xandar's where Nova Prime lives. Okay, I thought it was like a planet. Well, it seems like a very small city Uh, on a rather... I don't know. Like it's. I think it's. The, yeah. I think Xandar's the location. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Blue goddess doesn't like her dad either. Yondu's the one who abducted Andy. He puts a floaty arrow up to Dwyer's throat. The whistle stick. And then they work things out. Yeah, basically, because he's got a scrot. A scrot. Scrot him. He's like, you got a scrot, boy. I missed that. Yeah, he said that. He kind of the the Yondu dude. You know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of. In The Rescuers Down Under. Yes. Jack Palance, who played the bad guy in it. Yes. That's who he. That's who his voice reminds me of. Yep, I could see it. Did you have somebody he reminds you of? For some reason, I kept thinking Woody Harrelson in, like... He kind of looks like him. In, like, Zombieland. Yeah, Especially. Yeah. But I couldn't quite pinpoint why. He just kind of has that, like, his mouth isn't level... Yeah. Like his jaw isn't square. Kind of like if you ever look at Tom Cruise, his two front teeth aren't in the middle of his face. It's, you guys haven't seen that. Google Tom Cruise, like, smiling. And his two front teeth, the middle part of his two front teeth, it's, like, a good inch to the left of his face. It's weird. It's 
wild. Yep. <clears throat> Scientology, man. Yep, that's what it does to you. It <laughs> shifts your teeth. It shifts your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> the raccoon makes weapons. Maybe he'll team up with Tony Stark at some point. I'd actually kind of like to see that, because I feel like Rocket would not put up with Tony Stark's Yeah, crap. yeah. Anyway, the crew is back together. They have to stop Ronan. And then I said, Groot is a kind boy. He's such a kind boy. I don't remember specifically why I wrote that, though. Dwyer makes a dramatic speech, and Groot says he's Groot. The crew come up with a plan, and then they start executing the plan. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the point in your essay when you stopped caring a little. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to make these periods size 14 font. Uh The spaces size 14 font. Three spaces between each. What's funny is my kids think I've never seen that before. Yeah. And so, like, when a lot of times what I'll do is I'll be like, right, times zero and 12-point font, double space, one-inch margins, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then, like, if it's not that way, I just copy it, and then I change the formatting to the correct thing. Yeah. And then it's like, well, that's what I needed. That's what's really um, unfortunate that everything's digital now. It's like you maybe necessarily wouldn't necessarily pick up on that if it was printed out and handed to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. But, like, you're giving your teacher a Word document that they can just look at. Yeah, that you've <laughs> given me editing access to. Right. Just do but, your work, guys. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> I've seen, like, and even, like, when I was in high school, the people that tend to cheat put so much effort into cheating Right. that if you would have just taken that effort and put it into studying or doing the work, you would have been fine. Yep. It's like I've seen the people that try to like they I had one I knew one kid in high school that printed off like all the answers on a Coke bottle. Right. And he wrapped it around uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. I was like, dude, that took like probably three hours. Yeah. <laughs> Just study. Just study. You hear that, everyone? Just study. Just study. A lesson from your your pals at Unmarvelous. Here's the battling part of the movie. This time it's in spaceships with zappy guns. A grid barrier. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Yeah, this is when we made a joke about it being like a hefty bag. Like yeah. a, a flex seal or whatever yeah. they call them. I think it's actually what we have in the, our garbage can right now. They're good bags. They're yeah. hefty, hefty, hefty. Since we both have full-time jobs now, it's like, you know, we can buy brand name trash bags. Yeah, it's it's been wild being I was, able okay, to I was actually brand name things. I was thinking about this last night. So I want you to, I, I'm also curious about the audience, but like, are there any products that you will always buy a brand name of? Yes. What? Toilet paper. Okay, that was my obvious one too. But what's what's another one? Do you have any more? I can't think of any. The only other one that I have, I will always, if it's me buying it, I will always buy Q-tips. Because any of the other ones, the stick part is kind of flimsy. Yeah. And then sometimes when I'm Q-tipping, um, <laughs> <laughs> it like the cotton like bunches or it like comes up comes apart. Like, not in my ear or anything, but, like, it'll come. Yeah. I just don't yeah. like it. And Q-tips, I've, Q-tips have never failed me. Fair. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. all right. How about you, listeners? Please, <laughs> please let us know. Please talk to us. Why isn't anyone talking to us? We have social media. We have, we have a Gmail. Please email us. <laughs> We're <laughs> tell, so lonely. Tell us about your brand names. <laughs> We're just sitting in this room. There's nobody else. They won't let us leave. (laughs) So how much of this could you boil down into just battling? Probably most of it. Okay, what 
because I feel like this part where they go to Xandar and they're fighting, like Ronan's about to take the Infinity Stone and destroy the whole planet. Uh huh. And he, oh, he does that because of he was mad that there was, I think, like the Xandarians were like imperialists and they killed a bunch of his people and now they wanted a peace treaty. And he was like, you really want to try to be do peace now? Like, you just killed a, a lot of my people. You have the audacity now to, to, to do a peace treaty? Really? That's what, we're, that's what you're going to try to do right now? So, like, how much of this is just fighting? Quite, quite, quite a bit, I think. Okay. So, what I have is the crew lands. It's dark, but Groot is being a beautiful soul to light their way. Oh, yeah, okay, because they're not quite on Xandar yet. I they're don't st- know. They're still in the air. I don't know. Yeah, they're still in the air. Yeah, yeah. Because he's like, he does the thing where there's like all the little spores that come out. And yeah. Yeah, okay. They're Being still in the air. Being a light yeah. to, to light their way. Drax is thankful for friends. Blue goddess calls green goddess weak. She gets zapped by Drax. Yondu is surrounded by folks, but he's got his, wh- his whistle stick. And his whistle stick got them all. Okay, blue goddess is definitely a robot. Blue and green goddess are fighting. Everyone's fighting. Sky says you'll never make it to Ronin, but I bet he's wrong. What color does blue and green make? Is it purple? Like, are you for real right now? Are you bamboozling me? No. Blue and green. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that by no. You think it makes okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a turquoise. It's just like a blue-green. That seems kind of lame. That's just how colors work. What, what makes purple? Red and blue. Oh, okay. All right. Continue. <laughs> Every now and then he does this, <laughs> and I can't tell if he's bamboozling me or not. Does he really not understand how colors work? I feel like he understands how colors work. Man, we are all over on this episode. <laughs> We're only an hour in, too. Uh, of the movie or the episode? The episode. Drax kills one of the guys. Groot gets a lot of guys. He's a good boy. Ronin destroys the grid. The crew gets to Ronin, called it. They zap him. It doesn't work. The raccoon comes in with his ship. Groot starts growing into a ball around his friends. Because the ship is about to crash land. Groot says, we are Groot, which was touching. Big explosion. Folks emerge from the chaos, including Ronin. Ronin. And a rodent. And a rodent. <laughs> the raccoon is mad. Ronan says, Guardians of the Galaxy, and makes a speech. And we went, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> The joke is that they said the title of the movie. We do case. that every time yeah. there's like, they say the title of the movie in the movie. Yeah. Andy Dwyer starts singing and dancing, and Ronan is confused. It was a distraction, so they could get the Infinity Stone. Green Goddess says no. Star-Lord is in pain from the stone. Dwyer takes Green Goddess's hand. There's Mom coming back into play. This was a weird shoe-in. Yeah. I felt like the Mom thing, it was a weird... Like, that didn't quite connect. Yeah. They tried. They tried, but it was so fleeting that... The whole time I was like, so when is this Mom thing going to come back into play? Because it kind of has to. Yeah, I mean, they kind of brought it back in the end. Yeah. It seemed like... The weird client, like it didn't seem like it fit in the climax. Right, everyone is touching each other and in pain. They get Ronan with the stone. He breaks apart and gets sucked into the orb. And I just guess. general disintegration. Yeah, 
Yandu comes in being a pain. Dwyer gives him the orb, but it's not real. Yandu said something about delivering him to his dad, which was like kind of confusing at the time, but then they say later that... Well, I think like it was really short-lived because he's like, oh, it's a good thing we didn't deliver him to his dad. Like That was our original thing we were supposed to do 26 years ago. Yeah. The raccoon cries over a stick. Drax attempts to comfort him. Andy Dwyer is half Terran, so his dad probably comes into play at some point. Star King? That's kind of what I was wondering. Maybe? Yeah. Drax really wants to kill Thanos. John C. Riley is thankful. Andy Dwyer finally opens his goddamn present. His mom wrote him a nice note. Shoot, now I feel bad about making fun of the Star-Lord name. <laughs> well, that was what, that, I was wondering that, too. She called him Star-Lord in the, in the letter. Yeah. Was that his nickname? I guess did, so. Did, did that happen in the very beginning? Did she call him Star-Lord when she was on the I don't know if she did. Because that that's a weird coincidence if she never called him that. Yeah. Like, I just wonder how I'm he guessing, got that name. Yeah, I'm guessing it was his nickname. That's that's why I was like, oh, shoot, now I feel bad yeah, that I was yeah. making fun of the name. Whoops. So the present is a second cassette, like a mixtape, awesome mixtape or whatever. And it starts with Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Which a great is, song. Which is one of my jams from grad school. Yantu realizes he got duped with the orb and there's a troll in it. Aren't they called, like, treasure trolls or something? I don't know, but you know they're from, like, the 50s? Oh, really? Yeah, I thought they were from the 80s. I did, too. No, they're definitely from, like, the 50s. Did they just, like, get popular in the 80s? I don't I don't know if they, that or they just got, like, a resurgence. Yeah, okay. Because it seems like in the, starting in the 80s, especially with, like, cartoons, and, like, that whole, like, kid thing, they would just, like, try to make a cartoon and then have a toy with it. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that just kind of got caught up in I that time, gotcha. too. I gotcha. Because I don't know if they made cartoons of it, but it definitely, like, that reminds me of... Yeah. Groot is small but alive. The crew is together, and they ride off into the sky. Jackson 5 plays. And then we see little Groot dancing, and I said, it's cute, so I'll allow it. (laughs) And that's it. All right. So I'll go first, give you a break. In a nutshell... This is me in a nutshell. Help, help, I'm in a nutshell. Um, But I think... This was the best Marvel movie we've seen so far. So that's my, like, in short review. There's a lot of things that I really liked about it. I know we've talked about before. The humor was great. It seemed real. It seemed, like, down to earth. It was just a very different kind of humor than I was expecting. I loved the characters. I am a huge fan of characters that don't have a choice. So, like, Frankenstein is like my favorite literary character ever because he doesn't have a choice. He was made, and now he's like, I have to deal with it in what in whatever way. And I always think it makes that really interesting. And that's like the exact same thing with Rocket Raccoon. And that's why like when he was really mad at Drax, I was like, whoa, okay, I'm really into to Rocket right now. Um, I'm also a really big fan of monsters that have some weird like nature element. So like Swamp Thing is my favorite superhero. Creature from the Black Lagoon is also awesome. So, like, Groot, he's, like, almost Swamp Thing. He was cool. No, I I really dug this movie. It was not perfect. Some stuff seemed kind of, like, shoehorned in, like the mom thing. But overall, yeah, I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10. Like, I love this movie. Sweet. 
Yeah, we we kind of talked about it throughout, and I guess I just pretty much agree with you. Um, I did like the humor a lot more in this, and it did... I think while we were watching it, you said something in your Stanley voice, like, it's like a, a fun Star Wars or something <laughs> like that. And, I mean, that's kind of what it was, was just yeah, kind of right. a Star Wars with some goofier stuff to it, I guess. And I like Star Wars, and I like comedy. So, in general, I I thought this movie was pretty good, too. I did get a little bored at times like okay we if we could scrunch this movie into an hour and a half and it would be just as good of a movie um i mean you're a big fan of like tell your story yeah don't waste any more time than you need oh, to. oh efficiency people yeah. pithiness come on <laughs> like, back in the 20s when movies were an hour and 10 minutes yes exactly i mean if that's all you need that's all you need whereas i feel like in this movie a lot of times they're like we we got to find ronin it's like, oh, we got to find Ronan. It's like, yeah, we know. We know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I actually fully understand what's happening in this movie. And I don't need more explanation than that. Yeah, I yeah, actually yeah. totally understand what's going on. Other than that, which is a pretty minor complaint, um, I liked it a lot, too. So I was also thinking a 9 out of 10. How about that? How about yeah, that? A really, good, good yeah, Marvel movie. This is a good Marvel movie. Yeah. And I, I honestly think what, like, everything, it just boils down to it doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what the, I think that is what the Marvel movies do really well over DC. Yeah, I would agree with that. Because DC movies try to be just so gritty, and then it's like a 35-year-old man-child who <laughs> has clearly not gotten over his parents' death dresses yeah. up as a bat. That's inherently kind of funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. So right. have fun with it. Mm-hmm. And I don't, and I think Marvel doesn't stray away from that. And that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So what's next? What do we do next? We look up Iron Man 4? The next one? Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe. Phase 2. Beep, up, beep, up, boop, boop, boop. Oh, no. Graham. What? Graham, no. What? what? I thought Ant-Man was next. We got another Avengers in the middle. We got an Avengers in the middle? Avengers Age of Ultron. That's next? Yeah. According to Wikipedia. How do we already have an Avengers movie next? That's what I'm saying. I Nothing wanted Ant-Man. I wanted Paul Rudd. Who's going to... Who? Who? who who's going to... Who, who's going to who, be... Who? 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 <laughs> okay, Archimedes. Okay. <laughs> I don't feel like anything's been set up for an Avengers movie. I don't... I don't know. Huh. And um, looks like Joss Whedon wrote this one, too. Oh. Huh. All right. Well, All right. At least Ready for we another get, three hour slog? Yeah, at least we get Mark Ruffalo. Oh, be still, my beating heart. Be still. <laughs> all right. Is that later. all we had? Is that it? Yeah, la- I'm, I'm la- good. La- later. Later, nerds. Bye. Bye, guys. And gals and everywhere in between. Yeah, and the they's and them's. Yeah, they's, them's. You know, sometimes it's it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. And I don't know who needs to hear this right now. But you're doing a really good job. You are doing a really good job. And we're really proud of you. So proud. Keep it up. Don't be so hard on yourself, guys. Yeah. You're doing a good job. You are. Later, nerds. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you want to talk to us about your 
uh, brand names. Our email is unmarvelouspodcast at gmail.com. The brand names. People, the the things that he's looking at me confused. Could talk about our brand names. The, the brand names that people use, like they always use the brand oh, names. Oh, I was like, <laughs> are you asking people to like, I'm throwing please back sponsor to like, us. Okay. I'm throwing back gotcha. to like 20 gotcha. minutes ago. Sorry, if you would yes. like to tell us about the brand names that you use, <laughs> email us at unmarvelous.com. Podcast at gmail.com. We are also on Instagram at Unmarvelous Podcast and Twitter at Unmarvelous Pod. Also, uh, go ahead and if you do do us a, do us a solid yo, like us on uh, Apple Podcast. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Get, leave us some comments on Instagram. We love to read those kind of things. Um, it's really fun to do this because we know some people are listening and they really enjoy it. So thanks, guys. credit for this movie they seem to be i i always think i figured out <gasps> hold on that was a weird burp <laughs> are you going to be okay i'm gonna be okay okay so the end credits for these movies seem like i always think i have them figured out what what the, why they're doing them what like what they're setting up right mm-hmm. and this one threw everything i thought out the window you know oh I mean? did you want me to hey, you know. okay Billy Idol and a space dog. Billy Idol has a drink. Howard the Duck says the dog licking him is gross. Like, talk about fan service. Have you ever seen the original Howard the Duck? I have, but it's been, like, since college. I've never seen it, but my child... Well, one of my childhood crushes was in that. I had, like, two really big ones. Who was it? I cannot remember her name, but it was Marty McFly's mom. Oh, yeah, I can yeah, see that. Yeah, her and, um, uh, man, what is her name? Uh, Labyrinth. Oh, Jennifer Connelly? Yeah, Je- oh, God, Jennifer Connelly. That's just, ooh. <laughs> ooh. Fair. That's fair. Yeah, ooh, that was. That oh, was, boy. Oh, boy. Spurred my loins. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> can we be done with this Yeah, let's now? be done with this. <laughs> <All right. laughs>